0: Hello everyone and welcome to Too Many Cooks, a podcast where we explore recipes written by your favorite chefs and try them out in our own home kitchens. It's like a book club, but for recipes. So guess what? I'm back in the US, it's all very exciting and very cold. But I'm in spicy cheese at heaven, so it's all good over here. Today, we're discussing Gordon Ramsay's Beef Wellington, a.k.a. the recipe that almost broke me. Stick around to get in the holiday spirit with us. Oh, and I guess the Gordon Ramsay spirit, because we've got an extra sweary episode for you. Well, fuck. How do we do this podcast? <laughs> it uh,
1: <been, laughs> Has it been three uh, yeah, weeks? Yeah, it's, it's been a, a, a while, you know, yeah. because of uh, the way oh, yeah. we, like kind of front-loaded some stuff just to make sure we had it for the big move. Um, the big move. Because I think we last recorded on, was it November 14th or the
0: 21st? 14th.
1: Yeah. So it, it's been over a month, which is banana pants.
0: That's ridiculous. Well, we're back.
1: Yeah. Better the than audience ever? Probably not.
0: The <laughs> audience didn't miss a beat. Okay. <laughs> we... <laughs> we don't know.
1: We don't know. Like they, um, they, they, prob- <laughs> they might have been distressed. They probably were like,
0: Is Grace? Okay. <laughs> is she? Like she's
1: not posting as much. As she's she not posting to. as.
0: <laughs> is she okay? No, mm-hmm. the answer is I wasn't, but now I <laughs> <laughs> Everything is better and I feel like a completely different person and I don't even. It feels like a lifetime ago. Like... Yeah,
1: now I can imagine. So. Um... Now
0: I'm in a closet in Concord, Massachusetts.
1: And... <laughs> it snow's all around you and.
0: It is six degrees outside. We were like. Wow. It was like too cold to walk the dog.
1: <laughs> Which he said that like, to me, and I was just like, "So what is Ellie doing exactly? <laughs> She's torturing, like, torturing my family." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and like our, um my stepdad took the family dog Bear out, and because mm. they just do like a loop around the neighborhood because he's a little bit older and no, I'm
1: aware of Bear. <laughs> yeah, see, see
0: Strong Ellie's, Ellie's see Ellie's Instagram. Um, <laughs> no, and so Ellie was like, "Well, he's going outside. Why can't I go outside?" I'm like. <laughs> Well, cuz you need exercise <laughs> anyway. Um what this isn't a dog podcast. This is a food podcast.
1: <laughs> but what if it was? What if it was just like a cooking for dogs podcast? How great would that be?
0: Too many cooker spaniels. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: Uh <laughs> No. W- wolf many cooks. Uh um, many
0: too. <laughs> po- <wolf> many- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, let's talk about We okay. got the
1: bloopers done and a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I wonder if people are staying for the very end and hearing just that. <laughs> Apparently very, very it's end. a
0: surprise. Apparently it's a surprise every time. Like my dad, AKA our number one listener, he's very sweet. Like, like if I'm, t- if I'm like an hour late with uploading it, he'll text me and be like, where's my too many cooks? It's my <laughs> yeah. Monday morning activity. Um, He's so sweet. You know, he was like, he said something really cute Um, a couple episodes ago. He was like, it was always, it's always so surprising and funny to hear the bloopers at the end. I'm like, oh. That's great. That's the that's the goal. That's funny. Um, Okay, so David, what was the best thing? Wait, let me go first. The best thing I ate this week was America.
1: America.
0: Being back in America, I got to eat some a sweet friend delivered some spicy Cheez-Its to my door
1: what a sweet friend now what that applies see- apparently to a lot of people so my a sweet friend
0: and my mom <laughs> when we were when we were quarantining in an airbnb yeah i was like hooked up with like all of the flavors of america we got awesome. chinese food we got pizza we got um sushi we got um jimmy john's <laughs>
1: <laughs> the best thing about that list is that Aside from maybe Jimmy John's, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all actually foods from other cultures that we've just, like, Americanized and that yeah. we've all fallen in love with, you know, in kind of this neat way. That's,
0: that's very true. I mean, because all of the food that's, like, quote, unquote, American, I can cook. And so, like, I yeah. wasn't necessarily, like, missing that. But, yeah, no, I was missing the – that's a good point. Maybe this is privilege, but it's, like, I was missing the Americanized interpretation of – yeah, I don't think food. it's
1: privilege as as much as just kind of that's a lot of the cuisine that people really really love in this country is yeah. stuff that came from other places that we just kind of have tailored <laughs> to make it more suitable for American palates. Or yeah. there there are the the things where it's like, well, no, like Neapolitan, like legit Neapolitan pizza is right. is really really good. So
0: yeah, we got we actually had legit Neapolitan pizza in Argentina, but what I wanted was the like doughy,
1: yeah, like.
0: Chewy, with like a little bit of a snap in the crust, like cheese galore, perfect mm-hmm. sauce, like it's great. Oh, my mom is now buying Rouse, tomato sauce. Like you've nice. converted, oh, yeah, man. you've converted a an audience member. So,
1: that makes me so happy, but I'm also just like, uh, I did like my I violated my number one rule, which is don't endorse a product unless we're getting something out of it. So.
0: Oh, but we're, you're getting you're getting heartwarming getting, feelings out of it.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, like. I'm I'm not sure if you've you've had it since she she started yeah. buying it, but yeah, we made sketty and meatballs. It's <laughs> it's cool. Qu- it's quite good.
0: Yeah, um, it's really good.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it, it very much tastes as close to homemade as you can get out of a jar. I think so
0: good. So. Okay, your yeah. turn. What was the best thing you ate this week?
1: So. It's this is a little bit of a Sophie's choice. It's an exactly like a Sophie's choice. That you <laughs> you
0: <would choose>. monster.
1: <laughs> um, you, you
0: have one know. child like you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So.
1: But what meal to pick that I made this week? It's exactly like choosing which daughter is going to die. Um, so <laughs> so uh, I because it's gotten cooler and because I've had some more time off, um, it's been kind of a, a perfect storm in a good way. Um, of just cooking and finding like some amazing things to make and everything. And so, uh, but if I had to narrow it down to one thing, uh, we had uh, a very nice, uh, just kind of little like zoom double date with friends on Saturday and I made, um, crab cakes. Uh, it was a new recipe to try yeah. and, and it was from America's test kitchen And uh, compliments of a a cookbook from our friend Kathy, which is uh, wonderful.
0: Oh, Kathy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, she sent me this wonderful cookbook a while back because we had been talking about food and everything. It was so sweet and just a surprise randomly. And I've been doing a ton of stuff from it lately because everything in it, honestly, is is amazing. And uh, this this crab cake recipe was very, very good. I always gravitate towards crab cake recipes that um, have you know, a more unique kind of way to do the filler. And so in the past, yeah. there, I've done ones with where it's a lot more like sautéed vegetables and everything. And this actually uses, um you basically create like a puree, like shrimp paste almost. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And then, and there's some veggies in there too. And so it came out, I loved it. Um, it, it has a little bit of spice. There's some hot sauce in there and, mm-hmm. and there's some cayenne and everything. So it had probably a little bit more spice than maybe my family would like, but I I really liked it. I will make it again uh, and maybe just eliminate the hot sauce so they can enjoy a yeah. little bit more and then also bring some of the sweetness of the crab a little bit forward. Uh, but cool. I paired it also with um, esquites and just like a Mexican corn like salad type thing. Um,
0: what is that? Esqu- E-S- esquites.
1: Esquites. Es- yes. Esquites. Um, and it. this was also actually from the same recipe uh, cookbook. And this was such a delightful surprise. It was so, like, flavor-forward. And, um, you know, so both Yum. things kind of, especially because the crab cakes had a lot of flavor, uh, It was, I really, really, really loved it. And, but it was one of those times where um, Jess did not like it, and I couldn't understand why. <laughs> and Oh, no! You know, which, you know, uh, it, again, it had a lot... It both had a lot of flavor, so I totally get that if you're not in the mood for that or, or whatever, you know, but yeah. I... I mean, I adored both uh, recipes uh, to the extent that um, the people we were eating with at one point were just like, did you just stop to ask and compliment your like your own food? And I was like, yeah. That's yeah, so funny. You've heard the podcast you, and you've met me. And so why <laughs> is that surprising? We talk every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, what? Um, um, no, I, I just Googled Esquites. Did you know that Esquites is the off-the-cob version of Elote? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's and so, cool. Yeah. And that was... One thing I can't wait to do is actually make this in summer when, when I can right. get corn on the cob. So I had like a that was the one, yeah, that was the one challenge with this is that um, because I had to use canned corn, which right. is just a lot wetter, um, you know, and you do kind of, you do char the corn, but it took mm-hmm. much longer than expected because because yeah. um, of that. So, and I had taken the corn out and tried like just letting it dry a little bit, but I think I'll probably next time bake it at a low heat uh, mm-hmm. just to dry it out a little bit. I do this with black beans when I do black bean burgers. Smart. Uh, to kind of, yeah, remove a lot of the moisture. And uh, and then do it. But I I mean, it was great. <laughs> it was cool. just fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I am super interested in trying that. I love America's Test Kitchen. Some of their, I was just trying to see if I could like link to their recipes, but unf- a lot of them are behind a paywall. So like, yeah. we have to be, yeah, you have to kind of be creative about right. getting access to the recipes. But um and you got, I really like their uh, stuff.
1: All of the cookies that we sent uh, were all from (sighs) there. Yes, all from that cookbook,
0: Diego's Bakery. That was so much fun, and I, I had like, so I've been trying to portion them out, but it's like now that we're living with four (laughs) four people, like you're living living basically with my parents again, and I'm just like. Where did the last millionaire shortbread go?
1: <laughs> I I freak out. I'm just like, I had a mental plan to eat that. Yeah. And why did you not know about my mental plan?
0: Why didn't I articulate it? I. It's my fault. <laughs> it was my fault. No, it was so good. And so I like. Thankfully, I think they left the the last like peanut butter and honey cinnamon. That was my favorite. That yeah. was so stinking good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, okay. So I have so many <laughs> effing opinions about this recipe that we're talking about today. We're talking about Gordon Ramsay's beef Wellington. And holy shit. So I made this with my mom on a few nights ago and it was one of the An most experience. stressful experiences of my entire <laughs> fucking life. Um, okay. So we have, in, we have the
1: text exchanges to the show. Dave, too.
0: I, I might post the screenshots of that because it was like a fever dream. <laughs> looking back at them. I'm like, okay. Okay. Just like real quick. I So I, It's the most beautiful kitchen you've ever seen in your natural and born life. Like she is (laughs) an incredible interior designer and just like designed this kitchen when she renovated it like perfectly. The oven is like a six burner oven, beautiful, gorgeous, super fancy, professional oven.
1: Was it nice cooking in like a real size oven as opposed?
0: Oh, I was like, oh my god, I could have (laughs) cried. The oven is actually enforced into the wall what oh, it's wow. not falling out like mine <laughs> imagine, wow. that. imagine that no so um but we now know like a few days later that her oven is calibrated 50 degrees down 50 so, wow five zero so we didn't have a oven thermometer surprise surprise i actually opened yes. sorry joe i opened um a christmas present of my sister's joe you're getting it a oven thermometer um, <laughs> um, I opened a Christmas present of my sisters because it came with two and so I stole yeah. one <laughs> to give Good. to my mom because we were trying to figure out how why the stuff wasn't cooking and yeah. it's because it was, that was the first thing I asked you when you said 50 50 and, and like crazy, yeah. it was so bad and it's not consistently 50 it goes 25 50 25 50 so oh, basically well. it was just like a nightmare anyway okay um,
1: and just small note for everybody else. I think we may have mentioned this one time in the past, but you make sure you calibrate your oven. <laughs> um, well, my, how do I you have the same issue. Yourself? How do you do it yourself? So, so, I mean, the way I, I did it was I got a, uh, an oven thermometer and I, uh, set my oven for a series of different kind of normal temperatures, like oh, three, yeah. fi- 300, 350, 400, 4, 425, 450. Yeah. Right. And let each of them run, um, you know, for a period of time. And they just kind of start taking notes as what the what the oven thermometer was saying. Uh, and it's 35 degrees off pretty much consistently. Fuck, so man. um So every time now, we just add 35. And now everything is perfect. Because we have the same thing. We follow yeah. recipes. Or especially, like, package things, like Trader Joe's or something like that. You know, where it's just like, why the hell is this not cooking properly? Yeah. You know? Um, and it was, it was just kind the- of, Yeah.
0: So the other thing is that you can uh, you can get somebody to come and quote unquote calibrate yeah. your oven. Like that is, I think, what we're gonna do because, one, like she doesn't have, um, and she just doesn't want to fucking deal with it. And I totally get it. Like, like yeah. because it's inconsistent and it's not just always twenty five or always fifty. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the tricky thing where you can't actually, you know, have that mental math yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like gonna get somebody to fix it. In, in theory, but you know, because of COVID, like we're all mm-hmm. really nervous about having a, somebody in the house because we're all wearing masks around each other. Um yeah. and so it's just like it just sucks. I feel so bad. And like I know I just know how frustrating it is to have an oven not be your happy place, you know, like where you're like, I made this beautiful thing and I want it to be a beautiful outcome. I'm working really hard and then you put it in, you leave it up to the gods and then all of a sudden it's just like, come on. So Yeah yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that was that's the, the I I wanted to caveat this episode with that because that's going to pepper our entire that pepper. <laughs> that's going will pepper and taint the entire review <laughs> for me. So I just will like we have now diagnosed why I was so mad. That's it.
1: That's, I mean, there we go. Done. <laughs> and, and it was also like one of the first things I said to you <laughs> when we right, were talking. Right. And I'm about like, this. I don't know that.
0: <laughs> No, and so, so, like, we knew that. Like, we knew that it wasn't... We knew from the get-go that it wasn't hot enough because you yeah. put it in and you don't see any reaction. It's high enough heat that you should see it within five minutes. And I was just like, motherfucker! Like, I was so <laughs> yeah. mad. Um. Okay, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So so first, who I, what do I do in this podcast? Oh, I talk about Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gordon Which we Ramsay. we can probably do pretty quickly, I feel he's like. He's Gordon Ramsay. So many people know him, yeah.
0: Can I just say that? He's Gordon Ramsay. You know him. He is... Gordon you fucking
1: Ramsey. Gordon fucking
0: Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, okay. I just have to say, he was born in Scotland and then raised raised in Stratford-upon-Avon, which is my favorite name for <laughs> any town ever. Um, yeah. He, most, you know. Most
1: famous person from there.
0: <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> should we, Jess like... Jess is going to be furious. Jess is going to... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say, we should just leave it and not say it.
1: Exactly. Was it,
0: it was, yeah, it's the only famous person from stratford when he, Okay. I mean, um yeah, I... That's I it. never knew there was
1: a second famous person.
0: <laughs> second there, so. After after cool. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> now I have a reason to visit. Okay, so he started his life as a as a footballer. He had a bad knee, got injured. He uh, he didn't want to be known as a football player with the Gamby knee, so he decided to pay more attention to his culinary passion. Um, and then went to school for that. Became a head chef in nineteen ninety three. He's very fam- famous michelin star i mean i'm just like reading his wiki you can do it too but basically like you know gordon ramsay for his like michelin star restaurants his flamboyant personality his not flamboyant his
1: aggressive vitriolic
0: personality yeah Yeah. so unfortunately yeah yeah, go ahead
1: michelin star i was just gonna say um actually is probably something that maybe a lot of people don't necessarily know because they know him from the shows and from yelling and cursing at people and like
0: that's you know point. the
1: the kind of creative insults and everything like that um or insults uh What way. did you say insults um, <laughs> insults, <laughs> insults? <laughs> so, uh but but yeah i mean he he's legit talented you Yeah know? oh my and god if you ever get a chance um to watch some of his cooking videos i feel like it's it's kind of funny cuz it's almost like you know this person that seems you're like i know how you are why are you suddenly so different because he's kind of just like delightful and charming and yeah. relaxed and everything and you know just talking to the camera directly and I um like if, if you use a master class you know at all and and he's he's on there and um I found some of his videos to be really interesting because he really he clearly has a passion for it um he's I think he's very informative and descriptive and tells you kind of like what to look for within herbs and everything and and yeah. all this you know helpful information uh and so it's just such a funny thing to, to witness when you're just <laughs> so used to like the fox you know snippets i guess of you know his different shows just yelling at poor victims i guess
0: yeah and i think that like there's something to be said about maybe he's he's trying to change his perception his public perception a little bit yeah. maybe but like i think because if you see him on his like um it's not MasterChef Junior, but the one where he works with kids and he's, like, Mm -hmm. so sweet and so encouraging and really supportive. And you juxtapose that with his, like, you know, whatever, Hell's Kitchen stuff. Like, he really is one of the reasons why I was, like, intimidated at a young age to pursue cooking professionally Mm. because I just had that kind of in the back of my head as something that was prohibitive for me because I'm, quote, unquote, too sensitive. And so, like, Mm. if somebody yells at me, I'm going to cry, period. So, like, Mm. if (laughs) – like. I don't want to do that in a career. So Yeah. No, I mean, like why would I do that? Um so I think it's I think he's a really fascinating person with who does like wonderful humanitarian work, wonderful work yeah. with um various like organizations, a really talented chef, apparently has um a real hatred for vegetarians and vegans and is trying to um <laughs> trying to sort that out so apparently he said that like if his kids ever s- came up to me and said dad i'm a vegetarian i'd sit them on a fence and electrocute them oh my god <laughs> and he's like it's a joke
1: yeah, yeah he's calmed down so that's really yeah he's nice. calmed down <laughs> he's no that was that, that was in 2007
0: but then in 2019 he launched a vegan menu on at his restaurant for vegan v- yeah. veganuary and has been uh, introducing more vegan items just to basically be like, all right, I was wrong, sorry. Um, there you go. But I think that yeah, no, he's a, he's an interesting, complex guy and very talented. And I think we all pretty much know the like the angry side of him. But it's mm-hmm. like, as you said, like his videos are really cool and like yeah. he's like a really cool. I don't know. His like, I watched a few of his stuff about Beef Wellington in preparation for this, and I was just like, really struck by how engaging and accessible he made everything seem
1: 100 percent. yeah you know, probably one like, of the better i think in you know instruction type yeah you know uh cooks i think are chefs i've seen for for videos and everything so um,
0: yeah. yeah i don't know i liked it. i i'm i'm kind of <laughs> i kind of changed my mind about him a little bit like i yeah. to be honest like i think i was a little bit like burned from his like Hell's Kitchen stuff, but then a, I don't know. Was that
1: a fire pun? A hell <gasps> fire burn? <with laughs> I was burnt. Or cooking pun? A
0: cooking pun. Um, yeah. yeah, no, so I'm, I'm actually really, I'm really into him and I'm like, I'm excited to see what he does and I will definitely follow him. Um, but I, yeah, I just think he's a cool guy and just wish I didn't have such like a, sad, like, I don't know, trigger, hashtag triggered kind of like <laughs> memory of him. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, but, you know, Part of that is on on him and the producers, yeah. I guess, for for creating this persona, you know. And if it is just all an act, like I'm, I'm actually not like this in real life, um, you right? Know, yeah, so I definitely am. Um, yeah. But yeah, if that's like the persona that you're you're crafting for yourself in in a public forum, it's stands to reason that's going to turn some people off, you know? So, right. Um, right.
0: Um, okay, let's get into the recipe. Yeah. So. The recipe for Beef Wellington, we used the kind of, like, standard, basic um, version from his his website. And it yeah. there's a bunch and of other ones. And he has a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a,
1: there's a Christmas one that uses, like, chestnuts. Yeah. Uh, there's ones that don't use mustard that do. There's ones that don't use ham. Do. Like, it's, so this it's one really kind of interesting.
0: This one didn't use mustard, right? I don't think so. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know I've seen ones that, that have. I think you, you tried... Both yeah, ways, I did.
0: Right? I did both yeah. ways. So what's interesting about this one, you have to kind of get get ready and like reorient your face, your face, reorient your face, <laughs>
1: wow.
0: reorient yourself or your brain to grams because we're talking about grams. So I was really excited to like pull out my, um, yes, I did, uh, buy a food scale and ship it to my mom before I got here.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause I can't, have
0: that. can't live without it, but basically yeah. you have two 400 gram beef fillets, which is about a, about a pound. Uh, each, so you have two pounds of beef fillet, fillets, um, olive oil, five hundred grams, uh, weld mushrooms again, like a poundish, uh, one thyme sprig, five hundred grams puff pastry, eight slices of parma ham, two egg yolks beaten with one tablespoon of water and a pinch of salt, sea salt and freshly ground black pepper. So that's for the Wellington itself. But then he also has kind of like a gravy sauce and. Basically, you get two tablespoons olive oil, 200 grams beef trimmings, and then in parentheses, ask the butcher to reserve these when trimming the filet. Uh, four large shallots, peeled and sliced, 12 black twelve black peppercorns, not just like a handful, whatever. One bay leaf, one time sprig splash of red wine vinegar, one 750 ml bottle of red wine, and 750 ml beef stock. So it's not, I don't know why it said one times seven, like it says one. I, I think
1: it's. I think it's because 750 milliliters is basically a bottle of wine, you know.
0: But then why um, didn't why didn't you just say 750 mill bottle of red wine?
1: Um, I, you know, I don't know. It's not yeah. consistent
0: between the last two bullets. Whatever. Okay. Maybe
1: it's playing to the audience that's going to be buying boxed wine. Yeah. Oh, I get it. The boxed wine, Beef Wellington audience crossover or that Venn diagram. I think that's me. That one. That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I officially have never bought a bottle of box whoa bought a <laughs> box of wine bought a box of wine but um I have enjoyed many a boxed wine yeah. in my life um so okay I have a lot of things to say about the method but I think the ingredients you because because like this is exact okay so when David and I were preking this recipe we were like oh it seems totally legit
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it it's it's not, it's intimidating recipe to begin with, right? Because yeah. it's this beautiful, um, like, kind of take the air out of the room in a good way moment yeah, where you're yeah. like, you put this platter, uh, like such a holiday kind of like traditional thing. Yeah. Um, it looks incredible. It seems like super, super complicated, you know, but in, in reality, it's not that complicated. It's, it's just, you have to be a little bit meticulous and you have to have to plan ahead. Like if you God. if you think that and I, I've done this where I'm I like I'm like, all right, I'm making this tonight like an, a recipe tonight and I go to get the, you know, stuff. I bought all, everything and I, I go to get the recipe out and it's just like, oh, there are steps where I had to do something for like chilling something for an hour. two hours or, Yeah. Yeah. And this Zimmering is for an hour. Yeah. This is a lot of that. There is, you know, overnight steps. There are like just let it sit in you know plastic wrap for an hour to get its shape there's yeah. simmering for an hour. I mean you this really, is my really biggest work piece
0: this is my biggest yeah. pet peeve about about this as opposed to my favorite um, recipe writer Claire Staitz who just who is so she she basically will say from the beginning like this will take this amount of time active uh-huh. I, I think a lot of people are doing that like New York Times definitely does this too where it's like this will take um, like this amount of active time and this amount of cooling, this amount, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so you look at the, at this beef Wellington recipe and even if you skim it, you're like, Oh, cool, cool. And then you're like, Oh, I have to simmer this for an hour. I have to, okay, cool, cool. I'll yeah. plan ahead. But you're like, it, if you don't like meticulously look at each of the bullets, then you're going to miss that. It takes something needs 15 to 30 minutes of chilling and whatever. So I have that
1: issue with uh, instant pot recipes. Yeah, oh my is God. Like, there's like, Oh, it takes four minutes. It's great. It's like, yeah, but it, it, Took 10 minutes to get up to pressure, mm-hmm. and then you had me do a natural release, which is another like 15 20 minutes. Yeah, and so that's a half an hour, man. Like, that's yeah,
0: don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Yeah, what yeah. The hell? that's how I feel too. It takes it takes four minutes to make white rice in an instant pot, and then you're like, it <laughs> yeah. actually takes
1: like, fuck 35. you. No, it
0: yeah. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, instant pot, don't at me though, because I do love you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, instant pot. Um, <laughs> I so okay. I have so many. Oh my god, I'm like nervous to even read these steps because I have so much shit to say. Okay, um, wrap each piece of beef tightly in a triple layer of cling film to set its shape. Then chill overnight. Okay, first step. You're like, uh, I opened my. I, you're like, oh, it's three p.m. three p.m. on Saturday. I'm exactly. gonna serve it to my family, and you look and you're like, fuck. Well, it's been in the. It's been in the fridge overnight. Does that count? Uh, yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> No, whatever. Um, remove the cling film. Quick, quickly sear the beef fil- fillets in a hot pan with a little olive oil for 30 to 60 seconds until browned all over and rare in the middle. Remove from the pan and leave to cool. Finally chop the mushrooms and fry in a hot pan with a little olive oil. The time leaves and some seasoning. <laughs> when the it's mushrooms like... be- begin to release your juices, continue to cook over high heat for about 10 minutes, blah, 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 until you're left with a mushroom paste known as a duck cell. That's fun. We learned a new word. Remove the yes. duck cell from the pan and leave to cool.
1: Was so excited for you to have to say that word first, Duxel. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I'm never. It just never.
0: They're uh. confident
1: in pronouncing <laughs> pronouncing anything.
0: All right, hold on. I gotta. I gotta. Because I up,
1: mispronounce Duxel. pronouncing.
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, pronunciation. I said it wrong. See? Duxel.
1: Duxel. Yeah.
0: Duxel. Yeah,
1: because in my head, I, I, you know, I read it as as Duxel, right but 100% i as as soon as i started saying it out loud i was like there's no way this is going to be right oh, and so we looked it up
0: also he spelled it, it wrong it has an s at the end
1: yeah yeah oh, u x e l l e s
0: duxel
1: yeah
0: okay well
1: he had us make a singular duxel
0: singular, just one
1: <laughs> as opposed to the traditional <laughs> plural duxel
0: canolo um okay <laughs> uh duxel well, fuck me then. Okay, uh, basically, okay. You take the pastry, you put it on a floured surface, and roll each piece into a rectangle, rectangle, rectangle <laughs> large enough to en envelop one of the beef fillets. Chill in the refrigerator for how long? Don't know. Okay, here's where I want to. Yeah,
1: basically while you're
0: while you're doing up. this next yeah. stuff. Yeah. So uh, lay a large sheet of cling film, i.e., like three sheets of cling film on a work surface and place four slices mm-hmm. of Parma ham in the middle, overlapping them slightly to create a square. Spread half the duck cell evenly over the ham. Okay. One, Parma ham, it's prosciutto, it's the same thing. Two...
1: It's
0: prosciutto, yeah. Prosciutto. <laughs> Two, four slices is not enough. It's not enough. It wasn't enough for me. So I had a little, like, gap around, and so that was, mm-hmm. like, prohibitive and, in, 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 um like uh what's the word like shit happens it. happens every time happens every yeah, time I'm gesturing just streaming wild, like, <laughs> um in securing the beef fillet um around like you know I wanted like a little little oh my god <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: see oh. yeah you, you i wanted want... it to be
0: encompassed around yeah. well you know like i wanted to protect <laughs> all of the beef fillet enveloped he said that word well damn it okay um all right spread half <laughs> the debla- season, season the beef fillets and then place them on top of the mushroom covered ham and then using the cling film roll the parma ham over the beef then roll and tie the cling film to get a nice evenly thick log i think this is like so cool it was really fun to do this part i liked this the, like, <laughs> that's the, not like... what you were
1: saying at the time but uh... no
0: no no this part was fine Okay. oh I have such an issue with this step brush the pastry with the egg wash period remove the cling film from the beef then wrap the pastry around each ham wrap- wrapped filet so this sounds to me like you do an egg wash before you put, put the beef down I didn't do that because yeah, I thought that was wrong I thought it was going to get steamy and gross yeah I think this is a typo to be honest because yeah, I, I, I compared it to other recipes and it doesn't say that and then I watched his video and he doesn't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it caught me off guard as well um, because it just didn't seem to make any sense. The whole reason you do an egg wash is basically for for browning, right? And so um, this was going to be on the on the inside. Um, so <laughs> I have an issue with a, a, a few of the instructions, like not really a big issue, but just because um, they're a little bit vague and I think it can go uh, south pretty quickly. And, and yeah. mainly it's with the Duxelles, like, so you're you're spreading a layer, and the thickness of that layer, I think, is going to make or break the entire recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can tell you for a fact. So and one because I had both, <laughs> one worked and one didn't. Right. Oh no. So um, so I we, we kind of glossed over just the, the cut of the of the beef, but um yes, it, it's it is kind of critical in terms of you know what you're making because you you can't just use any type of beef for this really you really do want um you know kind of like that center cut uh and uh, unfortunately and so a a beef tenderloin is kind of a perfect um thing for this you know especially just in terms of the measurements uh i could not get one and so Mm. uh you know the i've talked before like the one grocery store right now they don't really even have like a legit butcher you know they just have kind of what we what we got shipped you know and and is what you what you get um So I did go to another store uh, and they just happened to be out, you know, so it's just kind of bad luck and timing. But so what I did get were were some filet mignon that, you know, were beautiful and perfect. And I just cut each of them into kind of a individual portion size and then made individualized beef wellingtons and everything else is is the same. Uh, You know, so I couldn't really relate when you're talking about the Parmaham, uh, you know, not not covering everything because one slice essentially was kind of perfect for for me. Oh, good. But... That that thickness of of the Duxel that you put on, because is really going to change dramatically. Because you know, if you I really really advised as thin as you could possibly get yeah. that layer, because we had one that especially was just too thick. Yeah, that, you know that layer. I I think just when I was spreading it, out, just ended up being too thick. And which incidentally, spreading anything on plastic wrap <laughs> is a pain in the ass because it's just, you know, gonna stick and, and kind of move around and stuff. But but yeah, that that was probably the biggest thing other than that confusing egg wash.
0: Yeah. Okay. So two things. One, I was watching his video before this and saw that he actually made the duxelles, or he like prepared the mushrooms in a food processor. Yeah,
1: so you I did get same. it
0: You did it? You did that? Mm-hmm,
1: yeah. Yeah yeah.
0: Okay. I chopped it because it said to chop, so I was like trying to be whatever sassy, and so I think the I think the food processor actually really helps a lot because mine was like pretty ch- like, um, Chonky. chunky, yeah. um, and then two, I have to just like say the egg wash in this step is beat this two egg yolks with one teaspoon water and brush the pastries edges, and top and the the top and sides of the wrapped filet. This is from BBC Good Food. So this is from a Gordon Ramsay recipe, yeah. a second beef, the Christmas Beef Wellington, where it uses chestnuts. He specifies that you brush the edges. I have a theory, and for, forgive me if I'm wrong or if I'm like being a little too um, paranoid. I have a theory that this recipe is written in such a way that it forces you to take his masterclass because if you look at the bottom of the page, it says... Sharpen your knife skills with the Beef Wellington Masterclass at Gordon Ramsey's Head Street Kitchen. Click here to buy as a gift online today. So, hmm. I think, maybe I'm being a little too, like, flat earther, but I think that there's maybe <laughs> we're, we're a... Which are not, nah, just
1: for the record. So. <laughs> 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 just, just so that's crystal, crystal clear to everybody listening. <laughs> so. Or am I? Baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Didn't I talk about being halfway around the world from you once? Like, if I were to say around the world, does that not count?
1: I think in in retrospect, I think very specifically you always said across the world, which makes me a question now. I said down. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I just went down. I was at the top of this flat surface, and then I went down to this other part.
0: So. All right. Okay, but I am a masterclass conspirator saying that there is a, <laughs> that there is a um I think that there's like a secret. I think that this is purposefully vague for you to fuck it up and then buy his class. That's what I'm going to That's what I'm going <laughs> to Which would be
1: a strange business model. Uh okay, <laughs> I think like, it's hey, I, hated, great... I hated that recipe. What I, did I'm I do wrong? S- I'm gonna spend a bunch of money to learn how I, you know, <laughs> possibly did it wrong. Because like you don't, it's not clear you did it wrong. Um,
0: no, I feel like I would fall for that because I'm so, yeah. I have such bad self-esteem when I'm cooking slash ever that I would be like, oh, that's my fault, baker error, and then like go and hmm. try and find something else. Um, so, yeah. So basically, you. Need to have that duxelle duxel be really, really, really thin. Yeah. You put the seasoned, what does seasoning mean? I don't know, salt and pepper. <laughs> um, yeah, that was
1: another big, yeah. <laughs> big moment.
0: You put it in the middle of the um, the you have the square of ham, you have the duxelle, duxelle, you put it in the middle, and right. And then you, oh, I'm sorry, we did that already. You basically take the pastry, you put the the little like ham cylinder your, of meat yeah your
1: meat yeah, cylinder your meat cylinder, that your meat you, cylinder
0: you put it in the middle you wrap it up again with the cling film using it using the cling film as your like surface tension and your like your torque and you use the sides yeah. to kind of like twist and twist and twist until like this cute little candy package, you put it in the fridge in on the video. He says to, you can do this for an hour. You can actually do it overnight to retain its shape. So this yeah. is where so, I was like, so you're now
1: on day three, <laughs> you're now on day three.
0: No, but I think, I think that like, this is a good idea to, to have it be overnight Um, based on the shape of mine where I did it only like 15 minutes later. Um, cause my edges like kind of like pooched out. Like they just like mm-hmm. weren't, weren't, um, it wasn't cylindrical. It was more like tapered at the end. Mm. Um, and then you make the red wine sauce. This is pretty, pretty self-explanatory. I won't go through all the details like this, but basically I didn't get the beef trimmings because I thought it was going to be, um, I thought there was going to be more fat from the filet when we cooked it. So I was using mm-hmm. that because we like kind of similarly like the butcher was like we're we already got the fat off the filet like we don't have beef trimmings mm-hmm. so i was like oh i'll just use what's left from the from the um from the searing process there yeah. was no like fond nothing on that, the yeah. bottom yeah nothing yeah. so that was a little bit of a feeling on my part so the the gravy was del- or that that sauce was delicious but it wasn't actually fatty enough you know you didn't have that like you know, beautiful, smooth, luscious,
1: mm-hmm. luscious mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You need that. <laughs>
0: um, but basically my favorite part was when, so you, you know, combine all the ingredients for the, whatever, whatever, use a bottle of red wine. We did all this. It was really good. It was a really delicious sauce. I did it exactly as he said, and it was really cool. What I, so this is my favorite part. Basically when you're ready to cook the beef Wellington score, the pastry, lightly and brush with the egg wash again i just got it's fun it's like my favorite part of like making sourdough is making like a fun top a like design. yeah a little design so this is kind of a fun little and this is how you get the showstopper kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. look um and then bake at 200 degrees celsius basically 400 for 15 to 20 minutes until the pastry is golden brown and cooked rest <laughs> what's for 10 the minutes other w-
1: there's another uh gas six that's gas um, six
0: that's just like British ovens. I mean, yeah. European and f- international ovens have like different levels of um, gas it's or kind convection. of standardized. Yeah. yeah. So like you can use convection or not or fan. So it could say like two hundred degrees fan three, mm-hmm. two hundred degrees gas six. Um, yeah. It's just like a different delineation for their ovens. I don't exactly know what it is, but basic. I, but I assume that it's like between gas and convection um or fan or whatever. So 200 degrees, 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Um it doesn't tell you to preheat your oven, so do that.
1: <laughs> Cuz there are times time, so.
0: Yeah, there are times when you put in something into a cold oven like I mm-hmm. that's fine,
1: but yeah, not yeah. not
0: pastry. No, no. Yeah, no so no, no.
1: Yeah. Like And actually there's a good chance that it doesn't tell you because there's so many kind of options in terms of that inactive waiting time right. that you know, if you preheat your oven when you start this, your oven's going to be running for three days. Yeah. So, let, uh,
0: let me look to see if he says preheat your oven on the other one. No. Yeah.
1: He, but that's yes! why... When... Step
0: one. Yes, 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 he does. Step one. Heat your oven to 220 degrees Celsius, gas seven.
1: Oh, look at that. See, oh that's what you get in a master class. You get that extra gas one. Then... So this is
0: from BBC Good Food as opposed to his recipe. His... his page okay so this was published on uh in 2013 the one we used and this one was published in this is how you know i'm a i'm a professor because i'm looking at the like the, the citation I'm like, okay <laughs> apa format uh um doesn't say doesn't say doesn't say i'll find out we'll hmm. sleuth it um mm-hmm. i think this is such bullshit i'm so mad i'm so mad i get well like, okay
1: ugh. so now but here's the thing why are you mad? I'm mad
0: I'm mad because, because the recipe is is um needlessly vague and right. and not a good recipe.
1: Right. And then but
0: Oh, I did have a beautiful product.
1: Yeah. It it despite like so you and I were talking about how stressful it was while you were making it and how much longer it was taking because it wasn't browning and you know the oven yeah. temperature and, and blah blah blah. And then uh you you get it out, right? It looks great. Yeah. You you slice it open. It's the most beautiful thing is I've ever
0: seen.
1: <laughs> a picture perfect. And you said it was it was delicious, right? It was so good. Yeah. So <laughs> so shockingly it yeah, I mean it, it kinda of worked out even though there is some, you know, vague instructions and, and maybe uh there's other, you know, refinements that he's made to the recipe that might change things a little bit. But I had the same experience. I mean we, so I made these three individualized ones uh, for us. Uh, the, <laughs> sadly, the one for me, or it's probably for the best, but uh, the yeah, one for you... me ended up being the one that kind of got jacked up, you know, yeah. where it's just like, there was just too much of that mushroom, um, you know, coating. And, and so uh, it, it didn't really kind of work out as nearly as well. And I was, I was frustrated. Um, it still tastes, mind you, the, the meat still tasted really good. It still was yep. cooked decently. Mm. Um The one for Jess and the one for Diego were cooked beautifully. I mean, picture perfect, same, you know, same situation, but just on a kind of a smaller scale that that you had and were absolutely delicious. Um, Jess was very sweetly. uh, She had like a little bit left of hers and she's just like, do you want, do you want mine? Do you want the rest of mine? Just so you can kind of enjoy a little bit more. I'd already had a bite of hers just kind of see the difference and everything. And I was like, oh yeah, that would be great. And so she, you know, hands me over and, and it's like this beautiful little kind of corner of yeah. you know the puff pastry and everything. It was fucking empty. There was nothing inside, no! of me, just puff pastry, nothing else. She didn't realize, but <laughs> at oh. the time she didn't see it. She would not to a jerk, but I was just like so disappointed. <laughs>
0: I so I I think that the personalization is really smart because what we did since you have the two separate little fillets in his recipe, we did one where we kind of like you knowing what a beef wellington generally has on it and we spread it mm-hmm. with um spicy mustard and it was so good i i prefer that one but also my mom was like because again we did the, i did this with my mom we did it together mm-hmm. um i'll include her feedback I, I recorded her her feedback on this um our, our whole family's feedback was very funny um and so what i think is really interesting is that like we kind of were playing around with like, does it have salt, fat, acid, and heat? Like, do you have mm-hmm. the four components that make good food or food mm-hmm. food? Um, and so definitely salty. The pastry is salty. The the mm. the duck cells are salty. It's delicious. Fat, like there's very minimal fat. <laughs> yeah. And except but, for the butter in the pastry. Yeah, yeah. And so like there's very minimal fat, but I think that's okay. And I think maybe the gravy, if I had had the beef trimmings in it, it would have imparted more more fat. Um acid the red wine sauce is like very mm-hmm. acidic and it has mm-hmm. vinegar and wine and whatever and then heat heat you cook it but like you need <laughs> you need the heat i think you need the heat from the mustard or and my mom's um my mom's idea was horseradish to have like a nice i think we're gonna do it with horseradish next to have mm-hmm. a kind of a nice like heat bite on your palate because it does it's delicious like again yes my my output my product was incredible but I have to say like I think a lot of the the steps are pretty intuitive but if you read them exactly it's very confusing so if this is a for an, this is not for a novice cook and I think a lot of our instincts like for step seven where it says like brush the pastry and it's vague about that if i didn't know that if you have an egg wash like touching the meat it would steam and get really gummy and disgusting but i didn't know that i would have done it so mm-hmm. that's why i'm mad i'm mad that I, I i and by mad i just mean like i'm my mood is at like a seven instead of a five like i'm just <laughs> like a little bit elevated um i just think that it's i think that it was Vague, and there are better recipes to have a better, more clear. Even written by Gordon Ramsay, I just think that this is like a bad um, exemplar for his website. That's my that's yeah. my theory.
1: Yeah, um, no, I think it's fair.
0: But again, I am so proud of the outcome. It was delicious and beautiful, mm-hmm. and a showstopper, and really fun in retrospect. Um, and I will spoiler one hundred percent do it again and. Probably not use a recipe because you don't really need it once you kind of figure out the steps and yeah. and, the, and the layers of things. Because right. it's really not, again, like, it's not terrible.
1: Well, should we get into like, your take... ratings?
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, okay, my ratings are flavor four. I think because I had the side-by-side comparison, I liked the beef wellington with mustard better than the plain. So I'm going to say four. Ease. I actually think that the ease of each step... Was not that bad. I don't yeah. think it was very hard in terms of technical difficulty. So I'm going to say four for that. However, mm-hmm. approachability, I think, was whack. And I'm going to say, like, two. Like, I think that it's one or two. It's one of the least approachable. It's also prohibitively expensive. Our cut of meat was $48. So I think that was...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because we that got, like... I live
1: adjust my uh, my rating, too. <laughs> <laughs> After
0: this discussion, based on my, yeah. But, but I think that, like, if this is like a, it's one of those things that you have to do a lot of prep in on the front end. It takes three days. And eh, not really, it takes like two, it takes two days. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that it's worth, reading another recipe or comparing and contrasting across different recipes, which makes me think that this is not an approachable recipe. So it's, yeah, but the food itself fair. is delicious. So repeatability is five because I can't wait to make it again because I now have the confidence based on this outside research that I've done. Um,
1: nice.
0: So I'm really excited about the, it's kind of like I, it's like it was like a bittersweet experience. Like I loved it. The flavor is delicious. I'm definitely going to make it again. I'm just a little, bitter about the um the actual wording of the recipe so that's right. it so, so 15
1: 15 out of 20 yeah nice so we're pretty close on uh, or we're, we're right in line for flavor and ease so i also had a, a four for flavor i thought that you know it it was very tasty the meat came out really really nice um for two of the three i made and, and really that again that third was just because of a definitive just mistake that i think i made more than mm-hmm. anything and um and I thought the ease is also same thing. It's a, it's a four in that uh, it's each individual step is really not that hard at all.
0: Right. Uh, it's just there's just
1: a lot of kind of steps, and you know you have to do a lot of that kind of work backwards, planning for making sure that you have everything done ahead of time. So, um, so approachability, I I one hundred percent just adjusted uh, mm-hmm. while <laughs> while you were talking and just thinking about some of the things that we've said because uh, so I I now have it as a three point five. I had it. Uh, a little bit higher because um you know my my thought was that all the ingredients you know aside from maybe just needing a special cut of meat you know are are kind of easily gotten like That's yes true. you know i That's you true. know i just more by happenstance i think than anything you know did i have an issue getting it but um i, I think that they're they're all kind of you know easily procured yeah. um you are you are right though that you know it, it is a much more expensive cut of meat and any time that you're dealing with uh in- expensive ingredients, I think it's always kind of hard because obviously yeah. A, not as accessible for everybody. But B too is if you make a mistake, if something goes wrong, you know, if your oven isn't calibrated yeah. or or whatever, you have too much mushroom to excel and everything. Um it's really frustrating and disappointing when it's just like, ah, oh, that's that was just a waste of time and money and, yeah. and, and and you know. So um but combined with also just how much kind of you do have to plan everything out with the steps and Definitely, I think all the criticism about the recipe um, are spot on and, you know, that you do have to kind of do extra research, which, yeah. you know, as as I said um, about lasagna, like, you know, shouldn't the recipe just work, right? Yeah. So, uh, I agree, I agree so, with that. Yeah. So I'm now at a 3.5. Um, and then, so where we really differ is for repeatability. Oh, interesting. Uh, because I have it as a 1.5. Oh, <laughs> And... And there's a very, very specific reason. So, I (laughs) literally, uh, I think, oh god, two days maybe before or after, um, I made this recipe. Uh, I had made just filet mignon, just Mm -hmm. kind of separately, just you know, basically seasoned, you know, seared basically in the in in the skillet, then finished in the oven on a very hot pan. And it came out perfectly and delicious and incredible and everything. And it was so much less time and effort, right? <laughs> and the end result was better.
0: Oh, I, I think man.
1: and since I've had uh you know, amazing steak and I think you can make amazing steak at home. Yeah. Uh I don't know why I would do this again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I would just save myself all of that time and effort and just make a delicious steak.
0: Okay, so here's here's my mom's feedback from the from the dinner that we had, where mm-hmm. we all sat around and ate the beef Wellington. Okay, go ahead. Mike. So I think the the dish is perfect. I think the recipe instructions were terrible. Yeah, And it's trash. If you do it. If you do it in a way that's intuitive, now that we've done it, what's intuitive?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nail it. Mm-hmm. I also think that doing it the night before and prepping everything the night before, so that when your family's ready to go and you stick it in for twenty minutes in a very screaming hot, um, you know, pre well preheated, you're <laughs> all set. Okay. What is everyone's flavor rating? Five.
1: You
0: five. would give it a five? Mm-hmm, me yeah. too. Okay. Ease. How easy was the recipe? A five. <laughs> easy yeah you can set yeah, on your ass
1: yeah. what do
0: you think Manny? five <laughs> for me the the experience this experience yes. for me was two and a half mm-hmm. in terms of ease mm-hmm. doing it again yeah. it'll be so much easier approachability i read that recipe probably 10 times and still was surprised by things because it's yeah. one of the least approachable recipes yeah, i've ever seen bad. so maybe one or zero honestly if you bought gordon ramsay's cookbook i'm sure it's different yeah that's the thing that pisses me off, is that I feel like there's lots of paywalls behind this. Yeah. It is not accessible for a just, home it's show. it's just like
1: this bootleg recipe.
0: Mm-hmm. It's on his website. Yeah. It has a copyright for 2013 from one, one of his cookbooks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but repeatability. How many? Definitely. Five out of yeah. five? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you want me to make this again? hmm Yeah. yeah? Cool. Good. Five. He, Manny, most definitely want me to make it again. Sweet. Anyway, I'm excited to make it again. Me too. I you really better. am. I'm going to make it. I'll make it for some know what? Uh, yeah, we'll make it for Valentine's Day. Yeah, make it for Valentine's yeah. Day. The, overall, this was a roller coaster of emotions. But, okay, let's talk about... Okay, so this is the end of the year. I think this is our last, our last um, mm-hmm. episode in 2020. Jeez. Wow. Well,
1: yeah, I'm, a dime.
0: I, I'm really excited, though, because our next recipe is going to be kind of a perfect contrast to yeah. gordon ramsay this is like a very yeah. good foil for him because we're talking about um Kwame and wachi's uh grandma cassie's shrimp etouffee so we're going we're pivoting into the world of still warm still perfect for january mm-hmm. a lot lighter shrimp so we're going to be doing that. But also, let, we're going to be talking about flavors. We're going to be talking about... Um, well, Kwame Anwachi also is like who I want to talk about. He's got yeah. this, such an incredible life. Um, he had a book. Um, I think it's called... his Yeah, his book is called Nose from a Young Black Chef. His memoir. It's, it's incredible. And really a four-step recipe that he served at his restaurant, Kith and Kin, in Washington, D.C., And it is just that perfect Cajun, like those warm flavors, spices but not spicy if you don't really like spicy
1: We're going from (laughs) add seasoning, just (laughs) like the vague instruction of add seasoning to like using Cajun spices, and Mm -hmm. just such a... This is so much more of how I tend to cook and the food that I like to eat and serve and everything. I cannot wait to start cooking this i am going to be listening to harry connor jr and just like jazz and uh yeah i i probably i might need to talk to ben i might want to find like a really good drink for this like <laughs>
0: i think what we'll do is maybe we'll have ben make a because ben's a was a bartender mm-hmm. in college and he's like really creative about um his his yeah, cocktail makes great, makes great drink yeah so maybe maybe he can be our guest for the little
1: yeah. little
0: guest segment or, for our cocktail
1: <laughs> not not or And, (laughs) and, or do we also, um, I mean, beignets. (gasps) Do we, do we have a little dessert? And it would be my dream. Some like cafe du monde, you know, beignets in there. Holy Um, shit.
0: Don't tempt me Frodo. That's (laughs) a great idea.
1: Yeah. So think about that because that okay,
0: be... I thought about it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what we'll do? What we'll do for the pod? We will put. We will post the recipe for um, the, the um yeah, kwa cheese, yeah, etouffee. So the grandma Cassie's shrimp etouffee. Um, yeah. So this will be really great. And then if we're feeling sassy, uh, maybe I'll update um the the description with yeah, the cocktail. Options, yeah. yeah, and some options. But for now, definitely shrimp etouffee. We're going to get going to have some flavors, going to have some seafood, going to just like kick off 2021 with some good, good, good flavors. Anyway. (laughs) okay. Goodbye, Dave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to sharpen your
0: knives. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to hijack my ending.
1: Well, because you weren't saying anything. So I was like, all right. right, I'll Just add it.
0: (laughs) Bye, friends. (laughs) Eat well, be well, and don't forget to preheat your oven and make sure it's
1: calibrated. calibrated.
0: (laughs) I was just looking back at the text chain and it is wild.
1: (laughs) Uh, Because it's just such a stark contrast in... Uh, Our respective reactions compared to when I was talking (laughs) about lasagna, and you're just like, grow a pair, (laughs)
0: grow a parent and like you, I, you literally said to me like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, this is hard, but I know you're a good cook, and you, it'll, the outcome will be great. And then, not thirty seconds later, you're like, look, doesn't that feel good? Look how easy that was. I was like, shit.
1: Isn't that the support you're supposed to give a friend? (laughs) Exactly. Isn't that why you (laughs) stressed out and freaking out about it? (laughs) Um. (laughs) rub some dirt in it